0: Welcome to Deeper Callings and Horse Magic. This is a space for rediscovery, connection, and empowerment of yourself. You are likely a truth seeker who has a strong desire to understand that nagging inner tug. You know what I'm talking about that small voice that keeps telling you there's something more. So, what do you do? Do you answer the call or continue going through the motions of life as you know it? I'm Nicole Romero an experiential designer who left the world of theme parks to create a lifestyle that brought me back to horses, my own creative visions, and my family. Like you, I had to make a decision, and I chose the deeper calling of purpose and horse magic. Now I partner with my horses as an equine facilitator and mentor to help others on their journey of purpose. It's not easy, but you're not alone. It's time to create your new life story. Come on, let's do this together. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Deeper Callings and Horse Magic. Thank you for joining me this week. You may have noticed we had a gap last week in our podcast episodes. If you followed me on Instagram, you know why. I lost someone very important to me. She was like a second mother, and we were very close. And so we spent last week handling the funeral slash service and spending time with family and friends that came in for that and I clearly was not in the right headspace for a podcast episode. Uh, I thought about it but uh, I decided to hold off. I do not batch these uh, the way some people do. I like to be very intuitive when I record and record at the point during the week when inspiration strikes. Every now and then I'll get a few downloads at a time and I'll record a few episodes, but I like to kind of be in the moment and uh, timely with what's going on in the world too. So I thank you for your patience as I was able to come back this week. And I am ready to dive into a few topics that did pop up for me because what happens when we lose somebody we do a lot of reflecting and one of the topics that came up as I was doing this was the importance of acknowledging ourselves and our journey and the way we move through that and the way we grow and really seeing ourselves for how far we've come and it's something that we don't do enough of and I'm looking at myself dealing with grief right now and loss and I've dealt with it uh, a lot in my life and I can see the difference in where I'm at emotionally mentally in the way that I am handling this moment in my life compared to my past and with the disclaimer that that every death is different. Too, but because of the way this happened and the way I know I may have reacted in the past, I know that I've I've grown a lot. Part of that comes with age and being a mother and experience, um, but a lot of it also comes from the work I've been doing over the past several years, the inner work and it was nice to take a moment and just acknowledge that for myself, just noticing that, that I've grown and that's really what I'm referring to when I talk about acknowledging ourselves because these journeys that we're on, whether they're spiritual or career or personal development or whatever the journey may be, they're all a process. They all take time, and we can get lost in the middle of that. We can get lost in the chaos that comes, the tragedies that happen, the negative self-talk that we let infiltrate our minds, the outside opinions that we can't seem to get past, and if we don't take the time to acknowledge how far we've come and where we're at and the way we've moved through our journey in a new and and better way, then we're going to be more prone to wanting to give up. We're going to get stuck in those old cycles, in feeling like we're not enough, feeling like we're getting nowhere, feeling like we're stuck. And it's really hard to break through those old cycles and patterns if we don't have anything to look at to motivate us to continue on. I was just listening to someone I'm in a a small coaching container with talk about uh, vision boards and the way she does vision boards. And one of the things she had mentioned that's really good in a vision board is to already put something up there that you've already achieved, or you've already manifested. And so this is another way of doing that. You know, being able to see that you've already done something and you've already achieved something is motivating. It's tells you, yes, I can, I have, and I can do it again. And this is a way to do that all the time for ourselves. Uh, You know, if you want to be visual about it, we're going to talk about that a little later of ways you can do this, but You know, we have to have some type of record of all the good things that we're doing, how we're changing, how we're growing, what we've achieved, because otherwise, it's just too easy to get stuck in the muck. A couple of examples is, okay, so with one of my horses, and if you've been following me for a while, you've heard this, but... My horse, Leo, has suffered a lot of trauma, and he he was rescued from the Amish uh, before he was sent to auction. The rescue group I work with, American Saddlebred Legacy Foundation, they try to intercept the horses before they get sent to auction, so they don't have that trauma on top of other trauma. So they got him from the Amish, and at the time they got him, he would not even stand up. He was so done. And I know he suffered abuse there, and he clearly suffered a lot of trauma around his feet and the farrier specifically. We have had a lot of struggles with him with the farrier, uh, so much so I had to switch farriers, and uh, we'll see how how it goes. But it's been a real struggle because of the amount of trauma he has, and you know, me, I'm a believer of, we listen to the horse and we find out how we can make them more comfortable so that they are going to actually allow us to do what we need to do uh, for their health. And the previous farrier that I had, had spent a year and a half working with him and we had... After he had had his moments of trying to wrestle him, I had suggested some different ways for us to approach it. And he did. And it worked out much better. And I'm not going to go into all the details of that. But the point being, over the, the next several months, I could see a big difference in him. He would still get his anxiety. He would still need to walk away and take a break, which was the issue for the farrier and why I had to ultimately switch. He didn't believe in giving a horse a break. He thought they were getting away with something, which is ridiculous. Um, But it was much longer in between when he needed to take those breaks. He was getting much more comfortable. Um, We were getting further with his feet. We were getting less and less time that we were spending on him. And I I had been watching this. It was very easy for me to track this in my head. I didn't really have to write it down, although that was Have probably been a good idea. I could see how far he had come from those first days of me not being able to get him anywhere near uh, the farrier or the farrier getting near his feet to him standing there and being able to get all four hooves done. But that farrier told me he had not improved at all and never would. Now, the Important part about this is that because I knew and I was acknowledging Leo on his journey and I was acknowledging how far we had come, you know, collectively to get him to where he was, I knew that was very much not true. What he was saying was outright false and this gave me the information I needed to know I was going to have to change directions with who was being who was going to be around Leo how we were going to move forward with his feet because that type of negative talk and falsehoods is not going to help anybody move forward that's what would have kept Leo stuck where he was and because that attitude and that belief around him was going to prevent him from improving further and so think about all the things you're doing and maybe you have family members or friends even, that will sit there and say, look, you, your business isn't going anywhere. Um, this project is just not getting off the ground. Whatever it is, outside opinions can really, really hang you up if you don't know how far you've come. And when you hear those things from people, You have to have something ready, something in your arsenal ready for yourself. It doesn't really matter if you share this with that person or not. It's for you so that you know exactly what you need your next steps to be. So that you don't just give up because someone told you things aren't going right, things aren't working out, or you're not improving, you're not worthy. All those things that can so easily cause us to waver. So had I not been paying attention and I was always just stuck in this idea that we're never going to get anywhere with Leo's feet and nothing can happen um, that was good. Anytime the farrier was there, it would have been real easy for me to think, oh, well, I guess my horse just isn't ever going to be able to have his feet done without being sedated or something like that, but because I knew, and I'd watched his journey, and I acknowledged him, and how far he's come, I knew I could tell that farrier, um, he absolutely has come a long way with his feet, he has done so much, he has achieved this level of calm around you doing this while he's in this very vulnerable position, that's just one example, and If we can apply that and listen to ourselves the way I was listening to Leo through that process, then we can stand up for ourselves. We can stand up for for where we are on our journey. Even though it looks bad to somebody else, doesn't mean that we have not achieved a whole bunch. But another one, and I told this on Instagram a few weeks ago. I I have a real issue with people using the term RBF because I just think it's, it's horribly rude. And it's usually said to people that are just literally like relaxing their face. No one can help how they're made. And I, so much so that I did a whole art uh, product thing around it. I drew these RBF, and I renamed them Resilient Brave Face, Rockin' Badass Face, all these things, uh, which is still in Redbubble, by the way, if you want to check it out. I'm going to redesign those eventually, but uh, it's important to me to <laughs> talk about that phrase and how bad it is, but I used to get told all the time, you know, smile, smile, smile. Why aren't you smiling? It's not that bad. Well, I got told that a few times after I had lost somebody, so yeah, sometimes it is that bad. It's just about people needing you to look a certain way to make them feel more comfortable. But the point I'm getting at in the context of this podcast is that I was walking through the store and I had not heard this for a long time. Uh, And I believe it's because my energy had shifted so much. I had not heard someone tell me to smile. Uh, I was in Target and I was coming around the corner uh, with my daughter in the buggy and this man was sitting there and goes are you going to smile or what and i just said i just looked at him and i breathed and i said i don't engage with people that say that to me and i just kept going and he yelled after me that's how important it and what a need it was for him he was literally yelling at me with my child in the buggy as i'm leaving but then i was like wow there was a time i would have absolutely lost my mind would have been in a crying argument with that man about why he should not say that. But this time I was able to let it go. And taking that moment and being able to pause and reflect on how far I had come emotionally and built up my tools that helped me respond instead of react was a huge achievement And being able to recognize that was was massive for me. So these are the little moments that you need to notice throughout the day. It doesn't have to be related directly to what you're trying to achieve. It could be in little things that happen throughout the day and just pausing to acknowledge that for yourself. You know, maybe someone triggered you about something and you were able to just walk away from it. And... Maybe your child did something that normally would, you know, cause you to really have a less than desirable reaction. Maybe you'd get more upset than you would like to, but this time you were able to pause and move on into a more positive direction. Whatever it is, something little, the little things are all part of our growth and our journey as much as the big milestones. So don't let those things pass you by, those little moments where you can tell Man, I've I've done a lot of growing. Absolutely, acknowledge this for yourself, no matter how small it is. And then, finally, we have to be able to recognize the big milestones as well. Uh, I was in I had spent years, you know, getting my. I have three design degrees. And the end of my bachelor's, beginning of my master's, was all about um, getting into the theme park industry. That is just the way it worked out at our school. That is where our professors came from. That is where everyone was going. That's where the money was. And so while themed entertainment is not all about theme parks, that is just where we all kind of got swept to. And for the theme park industry, the top is Disney followed by Universal. And I had, I was trying to get to both, but I was really, really wanting to get to Universal because I really liked a lot of their uh, intellectual property, uh, you know, things like Harry Potter and Jurassic Park. And so I was literally a year and a half in after I had gotten a job at Universal working on one of the biggest attractions that's now coming out, which is Mario Kart uh, as a show set designer. And I had no idea that I had achieved what I had been working for, for probably about five years. Uh, I'm not going to go into the full length of that story, but I did a lot of work to try and get there. And things did not look how I thought they would when I did. And I got caught up in the chaos. I got caught up in all of the toxicity that just comes with corporate life, and the culture of it sometimes, and completely missed what I had achieved. You know, I wasn't—I still wasn't making as much as I. Oh, I was making more than I ever had, but it wasn't enough to make my family feel secure in our well-being, and things like that would get in my head too about why you know I'm oh I'm not making enough oh I'm not at the position that I could be or I'm not you know there's always we always move the bar right once we hit something we always keep moving that bar for us to reach further and further and further and we just don't stop to say whoa I crossed the finish line of that particular goal and so I had gone a year and a half past that finish line And never stop to celebrate or acknowledge where I was. So we have to acknowledge the little things, the big milestones, and all of the things that fall in between. And this is going to be our guide uh, as much as it is a reflection of where we are. It's going to let us know which way to go next. It's going to let us know how far we've come. And just show us all of our growth in all of the ways that it's, that's coming forward for us. So how do we keep track of these moments? So obviously you can keep a journal. Journal is usually like the first thing that, that people would mention a journal, a notebook that you actually write down the date and write down what, what happened that day. Now, Before we talk about really recording it though you really have to have the intention. So you really need to take some space and set that intention with yourself and maybe every day there's something you read that says I'm going to acknowledge myself in my growth and my journey today. Maybe you say that every morning when that becomes a mantra to remind you to notice these things because we can't record it if we don't notice it right. So we can try to be better about noticing, and then we can record in our journal, or another fun way is a photo folder. Every time something happens, you could take a photo. Now the milestones, this is easier, because you normally you're gonna take pictures at big things, um, or at least remember to. Those little moments could be a lot harder But if you think that that's a fun way to do it, you know, for example, when I was in the store in Target dealing with the whole RBF thing, I could have just taken a selfie with me and my daughter right after that and put it in my uh, file folder with a date and a label or printed it out later and put it in a notebook with the date and what happened that day. You know, this all kind of also depends on how much time you feel like you have to dedicate to this. Journal is probably going to be your easiest bet, but if having a photo folder on your phone or even creating a private Pinterest board or public, whatever you want to do, to put pictures with descriptions of what happened can be a lot of fun. I'm a visual person, so visual things work better for me, but maybe you do a mix. Maybe you just take pictures of the big things and you write down all the little things in between. It's kind of a good compromise. But regardless, it's all about just recording those moments and those successes and those changes in your response to things and being able to look at it and remind yourself when you get stuck in those chaotic and depressing times. Those really hard to move through moments where you're like, why am I even doing this? I'm getting nowhere that is the time you get out that notebook or you open that photo folder and you look at all the stuff you have done and all the ways you have grown. Instagram actually has been really great for that for me. Um, I try to record a lot of moments for myself. They're not always big moments. Sometimes it is the little things that really spark conversations like these. And for example, the, the RBF incident, that's recorded on my Instagram. So Instagram could also be a really great way for you to do this. And so I get on there and I look and I will scroll back and I will read some of my old posts and I will remind myself how far I've come. And I will acknowledge that I have really worked hard and that I've really pushed through all of it, you know, persevering in pursuit of my purpose These are the only ways we can be reminded of that is through that acknowledgement. So I hope that this inspires you to really give yourself some grace and some credit where credit's due and, uh, that it will help you on your journey, whatever that journey may be to help you keep going, help you to fight the good fight, help you to keep pushing forward despite things, because you can look and see just how amazing you are. Thanks, friends. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Deeper Callings and Horse Magic, a podcast by Nicole Romero Creative. If you enjoyed this, please rate, review, or share this with someone who would benefit from this content. You can connect with me on Instagram and Facebook at Nicole Romero Creative, or head to my website, nicoleromerocreative.com. Thanks again, and remember to keep trusting that deeper calling, because no one has magic like you.